Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to another Series 3 episode of Keeping Up Appearances, the luxury podcast. This is the companion podcast for exploring the world of Hyacinth Bouquet and the hit BBC sitcom Keeping Up Appearances. My name's Jonathan Vernon-Smith. With me, of course, is William Hansen. Hello. Yes, we're here because, as you know, we absolutely adore Hyacinth and the world of Keeping Up Appearances, and we want you to fall in love with it as much as we do, if you haven't already. In each episode of the Luxury Podcast, William and I will take you through an episode of Keeping Up Appearances, delving deep into the world of the bouquets, Today is the fourth episode of the third series. Do take us through the synopsis, please. Hyacinth is furious when she hears about the expensive holiday plans of a local lady and immediately sets about trying to give the impression that she and Richard's plans are far more extravagant. Things go wrong, and whilst Richard goes off to a pub with Onslow, she has no alternative but to shelve this particular mission and fulfil her promise to turn up with Elizabeth to volunteer at a church cleaning session it's a good episode it's a really good episode i have probably seen this episode more than most episodes of keeping appearances because it was one of three episodes they released on vhs which i was bought when i was eight if you were to say to any keeping up appearances fan Mm. one word yes to conjure up this this episode it would be this brushes brushes Although, I did notice watching this back. She changes. She does change. She does. Yeah. Brochure. Yeah, but I like brochures. Brochures is better. Brochures, because I've never heard anyone ever describe holiday brochures as brochures. Brochures, yeah. Brochures! I think it's more correct, actually. Is it really? She begins the episode on the phone to... uh, We're not sure whether it's a neighbour or a friend. We learn later it's Delia Wheelwright. But it's somebody talking about uh, her holiday to the Caribbean. Well, mind you don't of course, it's full of tourists, you know. She's as jealous as hell. Although it's very last year, the Caribbean. Richard is in the kitchen. He's, I presume, doing his crossword. He's got his paper and his pen out. Mm. And Hyacinth comes in. She's she's clearly furious about something. Yep. And she's determined that they're going to clear up the, the breakfast stuff and they've got things to do. And it's all because of a conversation she's just had with, as you mentioned, mm. Delia Wheelwright. You know, the mock Tudor, two-storey semi-detached on the corner of Oakdale Avenue. That's right. So Hyacinth wants to go to the travel agent. Now, we're not quite sure why at that point, but it's to do with this conversation she's had with Delia Wheelwright. Mm. And Hyacinth comes out with that lovely line. There's one thing I can't stand. It's snobbery and one-offishness. 
try to pretend they're superior. Makes it so much harder for those of us who really are. It's a brilliant line. It's the first quote in my first book. <laughs> Is it? You open up the Bluffer's Guide to Etiquette. Mm. That's how we start the book. We cut to Onslow and Daisy and... This is where a bit of a theme begins, mm. because Onslow is worried about Richard. Yes, all of a sudden. Mm. I don't know how long he's been married into that family. This actually is repeated in the next episode as well, ah, this yeah. worry, this concern for poor old Richard. But uh, he's worried about Richard. At that point, we're not sure what he's going to do about no. it, but that's quite important. He's woken up in a masterful mood, does it for Daisy? Oh. Yep. Hyacinth and Richard are now at the travel agent. And this is where we first learn she's there because she wants to pick up brochures. How would she cope in today's era where most people would book their holiday on the internet? Because the wheelwrights would have no idea. That's she couldn't. True. She couldn't do that. I mean, I know travel agents do still exist and serve a purpose. Yeah. But people shop for holidays in a very different way. Yeah. She's there for the brochures. And it's at this point we get the first indication hmm. that there's some plan up her sleeve. Yes. She's about to hatch a master plan. And We're she, not sure what, though. But she does hope that those people don't cater exclusively for the spaghetti and chips brigade. Very true. I often in my writings, and it's very interesting to see how many people get the reference, will, if I'm talking about downmarket folk, I will refer to them as the spaghetti and chips brigade. So we cut to Onslow and Daisy, do we? Mm, we do, at we this do. this particular point. And in bursts rose uh, downstairs in a pink metallic number which is commented upon by her older sister, and we discover that she's been... She's not dressed like that for the morning. She's been dressed like that since last night. And there's a lovely another piece of dialogue we discussed last episode about sort of occasional sort of very funny, clever pieces of dialogue. And Rose wants a cup of tea. Daisy shouts, there's one in the pot. And Onslow says, I'm not surprised, dressed like that. No, you see, this is really interesting because... Did you not find that funny? I didn't even write it down. Really? Why? No. Because what, you just didn't I think... I think it's because I couldn't wait to skip to the next yeah. scene, which is my favourite scene ever. So actually, I was a bit annoyed that we'd cut to, to the Onslow and Daisy oh. section. No, but you see, something. But this is my point. Sometimes you miss really clever. I, I grant you. I grant you. I was impatient. You well, be patient because be I patient. Kn I knew what was coming up. Mm. Because we then cut to Hyacinth and Richard, who are in the car on their way back from the travel agent, and it starts to all starts to come clear as mm. to what Hyacinth's grand plan was. Yes, she's got her brochures. Yeah, brochures. Her brochures. Of the Orient Express yes. and the QE2. Yeah. Is that it? Or yes, that, Orient yeah. Express and the just, QE2. Just those A luxury two. cruise. That's right. And she wants them to drive around mm. in the rover yep. until they see someone that she knows. Preferably someone that she knows has got loose lips. Yes. And she all of a sudden spots a lady and tells Richard to turn the car around because she's going to be the victim for Hyacinth's <laughs> plan. As, as Richard drives the car around, she mm. says, now, when I tell you, <laughs> stop the car, stop the car very quickly. So as they're driving past this lady, who I think is doing a bit of gardening, is she not, in the front mm, of her garden? Just, just tending her shrubs. Hyacinth throws the brochures out of the window of the car and tells Richard to stop. Imagine if I hadn't taken early retirement, I might have missed all this fun. He squeals the tyres the as he 
slams the car into a stop. Mm. And Hyacinth gets out and, of course, makes it clear to the neighbour that, so sorry, but her holiday brochures flew out of the window because Richard was driving so fast. It's a holiday brochure for the Orange Express. <laughs> I've just thrown it, Jonathan. <laughs> it is now, a holiday brochure. From 1993. It's a brochure. Now, I should just say, I have been trying to find the 1992 Transatlantic Cunard brochure for the QE2. Yeah. And there's only one person that has one, and they won't sell it to me. But I had planned last year to get Mikey to turn up to yours with me in the passenger seat and get you outside, and I was going to throw, throw them throw out the, the window. Throw the brochures out the window. Yeah. And then bring them in and go... <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that bit in a minute. But as I couldn't find the QE2 one, I thought I'd just throw the Orient Express one at you today. Oh, it's lovely. It's nice, isn't it? It's a beautiful brochure. How much would it cost to go on the Orient Express in 1993? Does it say in that? I haven't actually. I've just thought of that. Does it give prices? It does. What would a cabin cost in 1993? Gosh, well, it's quite complicated. Uh... <laughs> So, overnight travel in either direction. London to Verona or Venice. Return cabin, £1,275. I mean, that's a lot then, but it's a lot, a lot now if, with inflation. Yeah. Get my inflation calculator out, work it out. Oh, you should. <laughs> I won't. That would that's... be bags of fun. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's pretty expensive, For isn't a it? night. Mm. I did the... I have been on the Orient Express. Of course you have. And I can see why there was a murder. Let's put it that way. Was it awful? I did not enjoy it. Well, I'm not surprised. It was, Why would you want to go on a train? It is not air-conditioned, let me tell you. Oh. And when you're in July in black tie... Oh. And there was quite a lot of... I don't want to say this. There was quite a lot of spaghetti and chips brigade in our cabin. <coughs> they were common people. It just wasn't... It wasn't as the picture shows. <laughs> and it was hot. And what, I was very why? irritable. Oh, dear. But I was very lucky. I appreciate that. Stroppy William. Stroppy William. Stroppy, snobby, 20-year-old William. So she's apologised for the fact that the brochures flew out of the window, but she's very keen on the neighbour seeing what the brochures are for. Not a scratch or a crease. <laughs> yes. What is it? She's it certainly pays to go for the best. best. Yes, it's about quality, <laughs> isn't it? There, that should get word back to Delia Wheelwright. Uh, then there's a vicar scene. He's working on his sermon. Can I also talk about the lunacy of that scene? How fast do you think Richard would genuinely have to be driving for brochures to fly out a window? Don't, I mean, it's bonkers. Don't, don't ruin it. No, no, no. No, 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 it. I know. But I love the fact that Hyacinth thinks, this is completely believable. Yeah. Richard was going at 25 miles an hour. Yeah. And so the G-force threw the I've brochure. had things fly out the window. Uh, not at 25 miles an hour. Well, I don't know. I had a face mask blow out the window. Well, they're lighter than brochures. Well, I... <laughs> OK, yes, probably. We cut to the vicar, who is in his, uh, in his church, in his yes. chapel, mm. working on his sermon, and he is warned by his wife that the bucket woman is going to be on church cleaning duties. Yes. Now, interesting set fact. <laughs> you know I love my interesting set facts. Of course you do. The bricks that we see in the belfry, or wherever he is, yeah. are a lovely sort of... Grey, Gray, yeah. yes. Cut to the outside of the church, and it's brown. Well, it's normal bricks, isn't it? Well, yeah, but they obviously got the set, you know, they got the brick colour wrong. It's ridiculous. It is, it ruins the episode. Yeah. yeah, because the church is not really that old, is it? No, I don't think it's an old church. No. But the inside, they've, they've gone for generic inside a church, but the brick colours don't match. 
Absolutely. But that's very important. Oh, oh, oh! It must be my white slimline telephone with last number redial. We'll answer that and we'll be back after the break. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back, Bucketheads. We are talking about Series 3, Episode 4, How to Go on Holiday Without Really Trying. We've just left the vicarage. We're back now to Hyacinth's. Wayne Elm, where the phone has rung. Sheridan! It's Sheridan. Hyacinth's very keen to tell Sheridan Mm. that she's just been having a look through holiday brushes. Yes, yeah. It's actually, I think it's the longest phone call that Hyacinth ever has, or certainly has had to date with Sheridan, mm. before it jumps to Sheridan. Because normally Sheridan phones up, demands something immediately. We get that. Mm. But actually Hyacinth is able to share a little bit about her life. Do you remember how much she wants this yes. time? Yes, £50. Pounds. He does want £50. Pounds. Now, Richard, don't get excited. If we're talking Orient Express and QE2, we can hardly begrudge the boy the odd £50. Talking of my inflation calculator, I did get it out when I was preparing. How much is that in today's money? £50 in... We're we're recording this in 2022. (laughs) This would have been in 1992. 20 years, 30 years later. 30 years later. I'm going to say £50. That would now be... £175. One, well, thank God you're not Chancellor of the Exchequer. No, it's 90 Oh, well, you see, we've had years <laughs> of very low inflation. How reassuring. Meanwhile, there's a little incidental scene at Onslow and Daisy's. Rose wants to be a missionary. She's give, given up again with men. It's very incidental. Again, William, I didn't even write it down. You're doing half a job here. I know. I'm, I'm anxious for us to cut back to the scene mm. where Elizabeth has arrived at Hyacinth's house. We talked in the first episode of this series about Hyacinth's love of peach. She's now in a peach dress. She is in a peach dress. Taken it one step further. Yes, moved from the towels onto the dress. With a very lots of pockets. And Hyacinth is absolutely desperate for Elizabeth to see the holiday brushes. Yes. 
desperate. Now, you sit down there and amuse yourself whilst I make you coffee. So Elizabeth has come in for coffee, although Elizabeth is trying to cut down on coffee. Yes, she is. Yes, but it's not the time, Elizabeth, to cut down on coffee because we've got some brochures to show. Hyacinth has already even done a little rehearsal earlier on in the episode with Richard. Yes. To see if Richard will uh, will notice the brochures, at what position he would notice them with his eye line. Mm. There's a nice bit where she sits down to drink her orange juice and she sort of looks around and she's quite pleased with herself. Yes. <laughs> will he notice the brochures? Uh, but Liz turns up and doesn't notice the no, brochures. No, because Elizabeth's in such a state. Mm. She's so worried about the usual disaster that will unfold with the coffee and mm. biscuits and all those kinds of things that she just can't settle, can she? And no. All Hyacinth wants is for... So she keeps moving the brushes <laughs> around, trying to put them in, in Elizabeth's eye line. It's a wonderful slapstick moment. Dropping the biscuits on the brushes. Yes. Oh! <laughs> in drop. a very deliberate drop, drop, yeah. drop. Yes, and... Uh, she, at one point, as I mentioned earlier, she kind of puts the brochures in front of Elizabeth and <laughs> bangs them as if to say, will you look at these brochures? Oh, <laughs> silly. I was almost sitting on my holiday brochures. How would you have got me to look at brochures? Gone, here we go, here are some brochures. Well, I think I would have probably said, look at my brochures I've got. Yes, that's very direct. Yeah. But Hyacinth wants to be more subtle. She wants to be more subtle. But she's she's. But it failing. doesn't work. It doesn't work. Now, whilst this is all going on outside, Onslow has arrived on a bike, not in the car, and he finds Richard polishing the car, and sort of we set up the fact that, that Onslow is coming to save Richard. Yes. He wants to take Richard to go and have fun with him. Mm. At that point, we don't know what the fun is going to involve. No. The mind boggles. That's right. And Hyacinth is so, back inside, is so obsessed with these brochures, the phone rings, and we get the only alternate on the uh, the standard way to answer a phone. She says, the brochure residence, the lady of the house speaking. She does. She yes. says, the brochure residence. So, it's so on her mind. And it's Rose calling, wanting to know what qualifications one can do to become a missionary. But they come outside, Elizabeth and Hyacinth, to uh, to go off to the church. Got a peach hat to go to go with the peach dress. Although it's not really a, it's not really a dress I would if I were hired to go out in. It's more of a house dress. But anyway, I guess they are going cleaning. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and Richard's gone. He's not there. He's always there. She can't understand why he's not there. He's always there to open the car for her. Yes, and she shouts through the letterbox. Yes, which she does in series one, of course, with the famous "What is it you want?" Then she comes back to the car, and then there's that marvelous moment where she has to bend down to look under the car and she kind of lifts her skirt up. And the audience, who I presume were watching it in the studio, yeah. scream with light at this moment as she whacks this skirt up. Shows so, her leg. So, a lot of leg. A lot of leg. Yeah, very unladylike. Mm. Uh, we cut to the pub and we find Richard with his tie undone. Smoking. Sh- yes. He's smoke. Richard is smoking a cigar. Drinking beer, playing pool or snooker or something. Have you ever smoked a cigar? I've never smoked anything. Have you never? No. Oh, I can see you with a pipe. You had a pipe. I did have a pipe. Aged what? Oh, 13. (laughs) (laughs) He's joking. No, what age were you when you went through your pipe phase? 14. (laughs) No, you're really... No, I was a bit older than that. Not not much older. Yes. And why did you have a pipe? I uh, liked it. 
at the time. Right, and you yeah. thought it was more... I wouldn't now. I mean, it's no. disgusting. And you it don't kills smoke you kids, no. But, no. no, yeah. No, no, it's but disgusting. Rather than cigarettes, you thought you'd do a pipe. I smoked everything, to be honest. Oh, okay. Cigars, cigarettes. Oh. I had a cigarette holder, <laughs> of course. Had a pipe. Crayla Deville. You name it. Yeah. Nice, okay. Oh, yeah. Well, that's good. It's the only time we see Richard smoke, isn't it? Absolutely, thank goodness. But yeah. he's there. He's clearly letting his hair down in the pub. Now, can you explain to me, there's a bit of chat about ordering halves. Now, actually, I ordered you a pint earlier before this recording. What's wrong with a half? You don't drink a half. Why not? Well, only, only silly men drink a half. Silly men? Yes, if a man came into a pub and said, oh, I'll just have a half, I'd think, oh, what a silly little man. <laughs> <laughs> well, what should he order? What's the point in having a, a half glass? Probably not crystal, but a half glass. Well, halves were always for ladies. Oh, oh. Now, all of the ladies I know now drink pints. Mm. But it was always a half for a lady. Right. But no, if a man came in and said, I'll have a half a pint, a bit silly. Much more manly to order a creme de menthe or something. Well... Yes, I mean, you take it to a whole new level. Yes, I don't care. I mean, I don't drink beer, but I feel that if I did, I'd probably order a half. Would you? Oh, yeah. no, no, not with me, you wouldn't. Oh. No, it's embarrassing. It's not emba- order- it is, it's embarrassing, honestly. You don't, as a man, you don't order a half pint. It's pathetic. It's very heteronormative. It's, rid- it's ridiculous. Very what? Heteronormative. R- oh, no, well, I don't even know what that means, but it was, <laughs> no, no, you don't order a half a pint. It's ridiculous. It's 2022 we're in. It's a silly old man's drink, that. Oh. I'll have a half. Sorry to any silly old men listening. You won't find anyone who orders a half. Not listening to this podcast. No, true. We appeal to hardened drinkers. (laughs) (laughs) Back to Liz and Hyacinth. They've arrived at the church and Elizabeth has had to drive Hyacinth in her little mini-metro. In the mini-metro. The white mini-metro. Yes. An Austin metro. Oh, is it an Austin metro? It is an Austin yes. metro, yeah. And like sort of like rats, the ladies that are already at the church scurry away into the church when they see Hyacinth. Exactly. They don't want to be around her. No. How kind. I expect they've dashed in to make me a cup of tea. Cut to the pub again. Richard's looking even more debauched. Bit of an incidental scene. Back to the church. And there's... What I have written down as generic busybody lady acting going on with the extras. They've obviously been told, look busy and middle class, and they, they do that very well. This is one of those scenes where I find myself feeling a little bit sorry for Hyacinth. Yes, I do too. Because were you? I would imagine you, a bit like me, were that, that boy at school mm. who, when it came to picking people for the team... Yes. For PE, mm. you were always the last one. Yeah. Nobody wanted you. No. That was me. Mm. I mean, why would anybody want us on True. their team? Well, we'd make lovely refreshments. We would make lovely refreshments. But Hyacinth so wants a job. I know. She just wants to be involved. And everybody else is picked for all the good jobs. And Hyacinth is getting more and more desperate. Mm. And then there's that marvellous moment where she kind of sticks her hand up because she's determined that I'm going to get the next job and it's to clean the church toilets. Yes, and she doesn't hear what the task is. And I think the vicar's wife realises, oh, I've got a trick. And everyone laughs at her. Bit unchristian, that. It's very unchristian. Mm. It's not what the Church of England really is all about. Or indeed any other Christian religion. Rose arrives at the church in a sexy maid's uniform. Yes, she's obviously thought, cleaning, that. Yeah. I don't know who. I mean, it's obviously the French. 
But I don't know who would have at any point thought that that was the outfit for anyone to clean in. You haven't seen what my cleaner wears. What does she wear? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I jest. She's 65. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely Rosie. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, Onslow and Richard are sort of walking through the town, uh, having realised that they've mi- missed church cleaning. Yeah, and Richard doesn't really seem to care no, massively, care. but he's that's really the, it's the alcohol talking. He's had a few. Meanwhile, Rose is up a ladder. <laughs> yes, cleaning and, up a ladder. Hyacinth comes round in a comedy half apron, and how do I put this nicely? Well, the brushes are poking out of the apron, which is hilarious. <laughs> I didn't notice that she's yeah. even got the brushes in, in the, the apron. rolled up in the apron. <laughs> <laughs> Is that before? <laughs> Just in case there's the opportunity for someone to see them. <laughs> but she's not wearing a sports bra as she comes round the corner. Let's put it that way, <laughs> which makes it even funnier. It is. It's really funny. It's really funny. And so Richard and Onslow have arrived at the church, and. The vicar has arrived. Yes, dishy vicar. Yeah, so we've got the dishy vicar. We've got drunken Richard and Onslow arriving. We've got Rose up a ladder mm. wearing a sexy maid's outfit. So Hyacinth decides the most pressing thing is to distract the vicar so yes. he doesn't see any of Rose. That's her most, her, her biggest concern. There's some great eye acting from yeah. Hyacinth. There's a close-up on Patricia Ratledge and there's a lot of sort of Looking uh, around. And as she comes past the ladder, Rose kind of falls off the ladder. Because Hyacinth knocks it with her uh, thing, doesn't she? And a bird's nest lands on Hyacinth's <laughs> hat. I mean, it's just, you couldn't make it up. And the vicar catches Rose. The vicar at catches At the same her. time, the vicar's wife comes round the corner. Hyacinth and... tries to then, at that point, distract her with, <laughs> with the, the holiday, holiday brushes. <laughs> She's obviously thought... It looks like your husband's having an affair. I tell you what you need. The QE2. Have a look at the QE2. <laughs> and it's a lovely way to set up. And I would love to know if they had done this deliberately. Obviously, one of our probably the best episode of Giving Up Appearances we have not even got onto on this podcast yet is the QE2 episode. But it's just setting it up. Mm. And it does come. We get that episode after series four. And it's a brilliant one. Now, before we go, Bucketheads, shall we see how much we were all watching? We have some questions. Uh, Jonathan, are you ready? Yes, like a coiled spring. Which travel agent does Hyacinth and Richard visit? Well, I'm going to guess. It's a blue logo. Oh, OK. I'm going to change my guess. Uh, I don't know. The... I'm going to say Thompson's. Is it Thompson's holiday? Well, can we have a clue? Was it a genuine company? No, okay. So it's obviously not... Gosh, these are phenomenal. I'm going to have to watch even harder. Oh, and I was right, Thompson's. It's Thompson's. Gosh, that was a very lucky guess. Mm. I was going to say Thomas Cook, but they're red. So when you said blue... Yellow. No, they're red, aren't they? Thomas Cook, yellow. Bear with, we'll fact check that in a minute. We'll go on to question two. Um... What is Rose cleaning up the top of the ladder? Uh, the bricks. Is she cleaning the bricks? or is it the, It's the bird's nest, isn't it? Yeah, bird's nest. From the bricks. From the bricks. She's sort of doing a very bad job 
up the um, up the ladder. And finally, oh, how many ladies? Well, this is great. How many ladies from the women's guild turn up to clean the church, including Hyacinth and Elizabeth? Point to the nearest. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to say ten. Oh, I'm going to say nine. Correct, Jonathan. Ten. Ten on the nose. Well done. If you want to keep up with the bouquets, you can now listen back to William and me chatting through every episode of Series 1 and 2. We'll be back next week with the fifth episode of the third series. What do we have to look forward to? Well, Richard gets a new hobby. And we say new hobbies. He's had absolutely no hobbies whatsoever before. But he gets a new one. Love it. Remember, we're always in need of your help to let other people into the world of Hyacinth Bouquet and our luxury podcast. So... If you wouldn't mind awfully inviting them over for a cup of aromatic nut roast special, sitting them anywhere that doesn't face the window and instructing them to listen, we'd be terribly grateful. See you next week. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.